0: You're with Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Saving you water today for tomorrow. Next Hi, welcome to the
1: podcast. Welcome hey. to the podcast. In the podcast today, Steppy D's spelling bees. I
0: did well. Yeah. Yes. I wish we had spelling bees when I was at school. It was the one thing I was good at. It's uh, No, I'm super glad they didn't. <laughs> what did your kid destroy in a hissy fit? Oh, so much. So many things. So much
1: anger. So there's a lot of anger in kids. days. Angry, yeah. angry, young man. Yeah. Um, we want to hear about what's unique in your house.
0: Not much, yeah. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no, that's
2: not true. Yours
0: is the only house I know with furniture on the stairwell landing.
3: Yes, it yeah. is like going into a curiosity shop. <laughs> uh, John Longley.
1: Oh. What a chat. America's Cup. Car- 83, big moment, and he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke to us about it, had some great tips for the regatta this weekend, and we found out something very interesting about our office secret Santa. Oh, yeah. Very surprising. Not very. so secret. Yeah. Uh, all that and more in the podcast. Yeah, have it. Ahoy, meaty. Nick's
0: 94 point 5's Masters Milk Carton Regatta 2022. Oh, look at him go! Masters, proudly Aussie-owned and made right here in Bentley, Perth for over 50 years. There is your winner.
1: Guys, the regatta is coming up. It is. All right, it is this Saturday and we need some tips. Mm. And I'll tell you what, we've gone right to the top of the tree. To the tippy top.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. The New York Club were ferocious defenders of the America's Cup. They ooze style wealth. This unbeatableness. It's a huge commitment. We had to believe ourselves that we belong on the world stage.
1: As featured as a guest on the Netflix series, the untold series, The Race of the Century, John Longley joins us this morning. Good morning to you, John. Hi, team. How are you? Oh, mate, we are great. It's
3: a pleasure to have you with us. I must confess I was 13 years old when we won the America's Cup. I remember it so well. I remember us being 3-1 down and just the... The immense wave of pride as a Perth boy that felt like finally you've put us on the map, and you were part of that, John.
2: Yeah, it was uh, an amazing time, and it's just extraordinary that it's you know 39 years ago, and yet there's still so much interest. And uh, you know these guys who made this film, the the latest Netflix documentary. I mean, they weren't born when it happened. Yes, but they were just taken by the story, and they're Americans, of course. And uh, you know it's just it's just wonderful to have that whole story in one place. It's so easily accessible.
1: Can you talk us through the, just the absolute chaos with regards to the Americans and how they viewed the Australians and that rivalry, and then the unveiling of the winged mm. keel and all of the controversy around that? Because it's
2: folklore and legend. Yeah, it is. And I mean, the actual, talk about the unveiling. I mean, I, because I was, I was not only a crewman, but I was, I was the, the project manager so i was the next next one down the, the list from warren jones our incredible ceo and uh, when we um had uh you know we took the boat away from australia we decided that we would cover the keel up you know and um i went to new uh, to newport and made all the the thing that we we're going to cover the keel up with and so forth and been involved in all of that when the big day came we won and we came towed back into the uh, into the uh, newport offshore and Bondi was there, needless to say, going off. And he said, we are got to show the keel. We've got to show the keel. So I actually said, I've been covering it up. You know, I've been responsible for covering it up for so long, obviously me and all the other guys as well. So I went and actually grabbed the button and pressed the button to raise oh, the keel yes. up. And there's Bondi with his two arms. That's right. right. Yeah. Well, well, a time, what and a time. And there but, it was,
0: um, the carbon fibre. <laughs> John, am I right in remembering that no, the Yanks
3: had some frogmen uh, <laughs> trying to see the keel at one point?
2: Yeah, yeah. We had a wonderful um, tender driver, a guy called Phil Judge, an amazing guy. And uh, he was one of these sort of uh, monosyllabic guys who d- didn't say a lot, you know, just did stuff. And he used to sleep down on the tender. Now, we had other security guards, but Phil was down there as well. And one morning he got up and he looked around and he saw bubbles going mm-hmm. away from underneath the, uh, the boat. And Phil just put down his cornflakes, leapt in, swam over, and he saw, saw this, you know, a scuba guy going away. It was actually a Canadian, it wasn't an was American. It? Okay. And, and uh, he, he duck dived down and grabbed this guy by the, uh, by the demand valve, if you like, and hauled him up to the surface. And uh, dragged him ashore. The police took him away and so forth. And we didn't hear about it till breakfast. And I was saying, what happened, Phil? What happened, Phil? He guy tried to see the kill. Yeah. yeah, what did you do? Got him. What did you do? Gave him to the police. <laughs> So it was extraordinary, you know, uh, the, the, the shenanigans that went
3: on. Oh, it Fun, was an amazing time. Oh, uh, yeah. A, a
1: really amazing It's time. the sort of thing where, I mean, me as a young bloke, you know, you hear about these stories and stuff and you genuinely wish that you were there being able to see it all unfold for yourself. But the next best thing is the regatta. Well,
0: John, on Saturday, Pete wants his milk carton boat to be the envy of the sea. Yes. Um, what does yes. he need outside of a winning attitude?
2: Well, mate, it's design, design, design. Look, you know, you've got to be, you, you need a technical advantage. There's no point just uh, hoping that you can just bolt a few cartons together and go out and win it. I, I suggest a full tank testing program. <laughs> I, don't <think laughs> this is, I don't think the facilities are here in Australia. You're going to have to go to Holland. N- 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 we N- can do that. metal best in Wagenen. It's going to cost you some money, Pete. It's going to cost you some real money, but you've got to get sure, make sure that you have got that. That little edge because I, I know you're fit, I know you're, you know, all of that. Oh, John's done well, his research, I actually, all of those things, but it's not, you know, you've got to get the design right,
3: John. I've told him you've got to get your fucking stuff together, you really do,
1: <laughs> John. I,
2: I'll be
3: honest
1: with you, as far as the fitness, I've let myself go a little bit the last few months. Um, but uh, you know, they say there's two kilos per carton, and we're going to need quite a few of them because it's me, my dad, and my uncle Julian. Um but you do know that it is this Saturday, John. I don't know if I I'm do. going to be able to make it OS just yet.
2: Now, listen, the, the, you need to understand that you know it's all very well, John Longley and America's Cut and all that. But I want you to go back to Ned Longley, my son, and his mate Jeremy Robeson, who won the event about 30 years ago. <gasps> really?
1: Yeah, what yeah, the, when they were the 10 years old?
2: The design was fantastic, but they were light, they were fast, they were fit, and off they went and they won the whole thing. John, so, I,
0: have, I have real regrets that we've waited until today to talk to you. This feels like something we should
2: have done six months ago. So well, there was all, all this knowledge here. There was all this knowledge. I did know. you use it? No. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> where's, where's, where's the place to go? Longley? America's Cup? So, 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 uh, no, truly, hey, we've, we've really never known a boat. Longley that no. isn't a champion. I no. don't know
0: why we didn't jump on it immediately.
2: So, John, that was
1: 1992 then. Can you tell us about the design of their boat? Where did they put the winged keel? Oh, look, they they
2: they decided that the wind keel was too much drag for a, a cup. Right, it's
1: right. Okay. It
2: was all about making sure that the displacement, the prismatics, the Reynolds numbers, all these things were correct. I have to say, it's so long ago, I can give you the untold story. There was a bit of carbon fibre involved. Oh, they, did they... Boost. they did boost the actual construction material of the master's carton. Now, the master's cartons, perfect for milk, perfect for milk, flavoured milk even. But when it comes to supporting athletes like you guys, a little bit of carbon fibre helps out. Right, okay. Wow, this
3: is why the FBI got involved because of this kind of shenanigans.
2: (laughs) Well, they got involved because they were worried that the milk carton, carbon fibre that was used in uh, Ned's milk carton boat, actually was space
1: shuttle sus. Yes, that's right. Unreal. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: We really appreciate your time, mate. And, of course, the the Netflix documentary, you can check it out now, the untold series, The Race of the Century, all about the 1983 America's Cup. And we look forward to replicating all of that this weekend at the regatta, mate. Good on you.
0: Have fun. You know, guys, kids are looking for ways to express themselves. Mm -hmm. And they get away with a lot of stuff when they're younger because, you know, you just give them the wrong coloured cup. And it's on. Oh, yeah. It is. They they will lose their minds. Tell me about it. Yeah. and so, But they get away with it, and then you reach a certain age where you're expected to, like, no, you have to sort of comply, and you can't behave like that anymore. But, gee, they get some hissy fits out when they're younger. And I saw a post a couple of days ago, which is just devastating, of a person who's taken a photo of their laptop screen Mm. and said, this was just moments ago. I told my eight year old he couldn't have his own laptop because he's too young mm. for a laptop. And he smashed the laptop. I can't believe you did that. Can you buy me a new one? No! Stop! It's going to flip out. Okay. Can you buy me a new one? No. No! No! Okay, okay, no! 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 No!
2: No
1: you're gonna buy me a
3: new uh, one. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened in my household. I'll let, <laughs> tell you that right now. Yeah, mate. Uh, Maybe old-fashioned know, parenting, but I wouldn't have got
0: that far. Like an eight-year-old <laughs> who just goes, "Yeah, you know what? Like, if I can't have a laptop, I'm gonna damage yours because yeah. you don't get to have one either." But my like, kids do stuff. They throw things. They grab things, and yes. they don't understand consequences. So I want to know. What did your kid destroy in a hissy fit? Oh, God. By accident or intentional.
1: I got a classic one for this time of the year. It tends to come up this time of year because it was a Christmas hissy fit. Oh, good. And it was uh, between me a and Chris-y my... A chrissy fit. It was a chrissy... <laughs> oh, Matt, you get a ding. <laughs> uh, actually, you get some sleigh bells as well. Oh. Right, so it was Christmas hissy fit. And it was Christmas Day and it was a big party at our house celebrating Christmas. Our whole family was there. And I had gotten a soccer game. Now, it was a little soccer game where two players could play and it was in a bubble, right? Nice. So everything was encased in the bubble. And it was almost like a mini foosball table. Yep. And yep. you'd hit buttons and you'd kick the soccer ball and stuff. And it was me versus my cousin Ben. Good morning to you, mate. And uh, I scored a goal against him and he lost it. He picked it up. He threw it across the lounge room. And remember how we used to have giant bubble TVs in huge brown cabinets where you'd have to go up and push the button to change the channel? Right, but they had a bit of a gap underneath the television. He threw it with such force it got stuck under there. Oh, Yeah, stuck under there, and somebody had to come in, lift the table to actually get it. The thing was absolutely trashed and destroyed. It was one of the classic Christmas hissies. It's a real Cristiano
3: Ronaldo. Real. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: Kelly and Kundula, what did your seven-year-old destroy? Yeah, they were playing bocce balls out the backyard and um, his sister and him decided to have an argument over whose turn it was, so he flung it straight through the house window. Oh, Oh. and a bocce ball too, like (laughs) they don't muck around. (laughs) Oh no, they go straight on through. (laughs) Was he instant regret or did he go for that whole, she made me Uh, do this? Oh, no, it was instant. Just the face. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a rough way to get away, play that game, too, because of how far that would have been from the white ball. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Joanne in Mount Nazura, good morning. Now, this was your hissy fit.
2: Yes, it was.
0: Oh, Joanne, what did you do?
2: Uh, I threw my fa- my sister's favourite teddy into the fireplace. Oh.
0: <laughs> Harsh. While it was on. Wow.
2: <laughs> in my de- defence as a five-year-old. I think she deserved it, though. <laughs> uh,
0: still holding on to this, clearly, Joanne. Do you even clearly, remember Joanne. what happened, Joanne?
2: I do, and to this day, we still disagree, but we were out jogging on our farm, and when we come home, we get to boil them up and eat them, and she it was my turn to put the joggies on the fire, and she had two turns in a row, so I stomped inside found her toy, and burnt it. <laughs>
3: wow, <laughs> Joanne, you are not to be crossed, I tell I you.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. She still holds the grudge to this day, and I still swear that I was in the ride.
3: <laughs> Can, and just jewelgies. I haven't heard that term yeah. for so long. Little yabbies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. heard
1: that. Really? No. There you go. Pete, Kimber. I want to hear from people. Who have done something pretty amazing on the inside of their house this morning? Okay, right, a little Mm. bit of house, bit of house pimping. Yeah, okay. Here's the reason why. Now we've we've been looking for a house. Obviously, we started off. I've mentioned it. We've sold our house. (laughs) Yeah, good. I mentioned. No, you have. Yes, yes. Sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, So we sold our house, and obviously, have been looking everywhere. Right. We went inside this house a couple of weeks ago, and it's uh, pretty standard fare, right? Like, it's a, it's a double story, but, like, the second story, or so, rather the first story, was a bit, um, you just see a stand, a four by two, okay. you know, but it's got a den underneath. Oh. Oh, now, okay. when we walked in there, the real estate agent goes, oh, yeah, go in and have a look, um, but... Save the den till last.
3: Oh, that's the that's the item. That's, that's the, the thing. Okay, that's the yes. that's
1: the selling point of this house. So we walk around. So there's a bit. Of, yeah, it's an office, and there's had a central atrium. You know, Ooh, which no, was kind of nice. nice. Had a yeah. sunken lounge because it was built in the seventies. So sounds a bit Miami. Right, ceiling, a little bit we'll Miami love lounge. A sunken lounge. Hmm. And then we went. Okay, I have got to see the den. Got to see the den. Go downstairs, and as you walk downstairs, you start seeing movie posters on the walls. Right. Okay. And then you get downstairs and you pass a little bar that's been set up and then you open up a set of double doors and oh my goodness, I have never seen something so epic in my entire life. These people have built themselves a proper home cinema, right. but like you were going to the cinemas, yep. right? Yep. So ah. the walls are covered in, you know, the black material that you see yep. in the cinemas, yep. right? Yep. Okay, So that sort of stuff. There's Dolby Digital surround sound everywhere. There's a giant thing at the back of the room that projects onto a proper cinema screen. Wow. Nice. A smaller version of it, obviously. Sure. But they've even gone to the trouble of getting, like, theatre red velvet curtains either side of the cinema screen that you can draw across it and then open it up. they've got a little button up the back of the room. You push the button, it goes, (laughs) and opens it. And then they've set up a heap of chairs, right? But they're not like, you know, you go and get a set of comfy chairs, just some nice leather seats or something. They actually went and got three rows Of the original red chairs with the plastic handles either side that Whitford's had in their cinemas Mm -hmm. before Whitford's went through the renovation. Fancy. Wow! And then along the wall on the right-hand side in placing cabinets is just rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of DVDs. Rows of DVDs.
3: I'm going to buy it if you say that the first time you put the screen on, Val Morgan advertising comes on. It does. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, in. It does I'm that, in. and then I'm it tells
0: in. you to turn your mobile phone off, please. Um, Honestly, but... I could sit in any room as long as you gave me a chalk top. Yeah, but those chalk tops. No, but look, it, the thing that I'm most impressed by, and I don't even know if it exists, is when you're a kid and they'd be like, draw your des- like, design. Your dream house when yeah. you're an adult, it always had secret compartments, yeah. like oh, yeah. secret passageways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, does anyone in Perth have one of those? You know, you push a bookcase and then it goes and into another room. So cool. Like, that's what well, I want to see.
1: Apparently, there's that um that giant house north of the river. Um, and forgive me, but it's like a, it's the house. Ha- is it Lansdale or something? No, not Lansdale. I don't know, but it's not the sure. house that's sort of in the middle of. Remember when we went out to netball? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was telling you about the long road that I drove down for ages, and then there's this yes. giant mansion just in the middle of this road, and they were trying to sell it for a little while there. Okay. Oh. Apparently there, underneath the house, there's like five levels where they've dug down into Great. the house. Oh. Yeah, yeah five levels like basement stuff. Well, I went to that party in that castle at City Beach with its own elevator That's and all right. sorts of amazing things. We're asking about the cool things you've seen in houses around Perth. Maurice in Doubleview, what about this one you went and saw in Floriate? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was really different. You walked in off um, road level as such, and the lady took me through the passage. I was looking to buy a few items from her. And then you came to an opening where there was literally a bridge that linked one side of that entrance through to the others with bedrooms on either side, and it was like a sitting room at the end of that bridge. And below was, I could only see like a garden thing, but I think there was... More bedrooms or you know other rooms downstairs, and I couldn't believe it. So you could go around it or walk across this bridge, basically with balustrades on each side. Oh, oh, wow, you've got a operate.
1: bridge in your house. That's yes. uh, something's going on to right? join each wing. <laughs> I remember going and DJing a party uh, in Wanneroo, years and years and years ago. And this guy had like a like a ballroom in his house, and he had a spire where you could go to the top of the spire, which like gave your view back to the city. And he actually had a shooting range in in his basement. And the claim to flame about fame about this shooting range was that um, uh, the tiles that you stood on to take a shot at the target were from Jerusalem. Like, it was just, wow. yeah, you'd come up the front of this house and you'd park on marble in front of these giant jarred doors.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, All I
0: ever of... wanted was my own room. Yeah,
1: I know. I know.
3: <laughs> well, look, you know, up until two years ago, of course, we occasionally heard from my my dear, late, beautiful mum, Judy, quite mm. often on the show. Yeah. God bless her. But before that, some 10 years before that, I lost my... Polish side of the family. You don't get a name like Diktinski without a bit of Polish in there, and <laughs> I, you know I miss my dad, and and I also miss his mum, my babcia who we lived with. And I guess one of the, well, there are so many things that I miss. But one one of, in the times that we live in, which you know is a lot of lot of good stuff that's coming out of a a more inclusive world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But I do miss the brutal honesty. Of my Eastern European side of the family,
0: oh yeah, they don't mess around.
3: There was no messing around. These are people who would got through, you know, th- six years of war as a refugee, lost many of their friends. There was no time for mucking around. Rem- stoic, stoic. I remember walking in and my babcha seeing me and go. Look how fat you got, Matushka. You were so fat. Even though she's you know, giving me a big plate of pierogi as she's saying that, right? There was no mucking around. This was a time when not everyone got a trophy. Yes. Let's be honest, right? That, that, yeah, we've moved on and, and perhaps in some ways that's good. But I get a taste of that from my beautiful father-in-law. Okay. My, from the Italian, from Nord, my Nord. wife's Italian side of the family. And it happened the other day. Steppy D had, be, had a spelling bee, right? Mm-hmm. And Steppy D had been working super hard on this. I'd go to bed and hear my wife and her doing words and, you know. And you just, weren't
0: doing it with our, obviously. Well,
3: you don't turn to me for spelling,
1: <laughs> let's be honest. Are you kidding? Your last name's Zatinsky.
3: E- <laughs> every single word I type on the computer ends up with a line under it, right? I'm not joking. <laughs> Did really, really well. Came second wow. after apparently what was an epic spell-off, right? Very well okay, done. Okay, great. So we were, my wife T and I were instilling in her, you see what happens when you work hard. Yeah, it paid off. You see it paid off for you. Well done. Brilliant stuff, you know? Uh, I got My wife didn't know at the time the result. We got home. Tell mama what happens. Oh, brilliant, great work, great work. Normal comes over for dinner. Mm-hmm. I right? was sitting there. <laughs> We're sitting there I say to Steppie D Tell Norma what happened today And oh, you know And, and I came second Second? Why didn't you
1: win the bloody thing? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the <moon> <laughs> right, That's I what you want a bit, the the honesty. a bit of honestly yeah.
2: <laughs> <Come on, man.
0: laughs> It is Christmas time right. And um, you know what that means around here Secret Santa oh. Secret Santa, we've got a, a computer-generated system that says He's this a is He's a massive grinch. Why, well, just is such a waste. Yeah.
3: You, what can you get for 15 bucks? It's just, just more plastic crap. It is a bit
0: of a landfill thing, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. and I suppose this is the point is because I went, oh, $15 for my person who is my Secret Santa. And I got someone who I know very well mm. and went, oh, I know what I'm getting. And I've bought them the thing. And then I've gone into uh, Padgy's office yesterday, our amazing audio producer, and gone in there and I've said to him, bud, um, what are you doing for Secret Santa? He says, well... I've just been putting in my list of requests. Oh, he's going to,
3: because you do have that option, Apparently, don't you? Yes. Uh-huh. Now,
0: I ignored the option. On the computer thing, generated thing, it gives you a chance to say, in case your person doesn't oh. know you that well, right. you could put in some suggestions of what you'd like. And he said, I'm putting in a bunch of things because I don't want to end up with crap. <laughs> and I was like, look, it, it's 15 bucks. What can you do? And he said, yeah, but I'd rather have totem tennis so I can play something oh, yes. with my kids. yes. Give me something I can do with my kids instead of absolute landfill rubbish. And I looked at my landfill rubbish gift that I have for my person and I'm yes. second guessing myself. And I thought it's a good idea. I might go in and put like gardening gloves or something so that I don't end up with just like more chocolate. Did you get? Uh, Who did I get? Who'd you I get? I can't say.
1: Are they in this room?
0: That maybe. Well, <laughs> can I just say
3: that this morning has been a real illumination for me. Really? Because Why? the Why? person that I have yeah. is also in this room, and has already expressed what would be quite handy, shall I say, for yeah. them. So I feel, I feel, I feel a great responsibility
1: okay. has been lifted off my shoulders now. So hang on a sec. <laughs> the person you have is in this room, and the person you have in this room, oh. well. The person I have is in this room as
0: really? well. Yeah. Really? Stop <laughs> it. Did we get each other? <laughs> but someone,
3: one set. of us got a random outside of this room, right? <laughs> no. 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 Oh.
0: My person's in this room.
3: And my person's in this room. And my room. person's
1: in this room.
0: Out <laughs> <laughs> of the 30-something people in content yeah, 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 that yeah. we could have picked in Secret Santa the yeah. computer gave us each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, and all I can say is I feel terrible about what I've, what I've organised as well. <laughs> if it's a couple of cigarette lighters, mate, you're fine. You're fine.
3: <laughs> Pete, Matt
2: and
0: Kimber. That was Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Swim warmer for longer.
3: Next 94.5.